Blog Talk Radio. It's another podcast of Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Listen to today's podcast, 322. My favorite player of all time, my favorite professional athlete. I got my brothers here joining with me. I got Lou, I got Zach, and I got Mr. Walter. How are you guys doing today? All right, Will. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. Yes, yes. I hope I hope everybody is being safe. Make sure you wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your nose. Don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your mouth. Do those things. Follow all the proper protocols given by the CDC. Don't listen to that idiot at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue because he is a um, idiot. But anyway, get into sports. There's not That's much sports point. going on, so I decided that... <laughs> I decided to do my favorite play of all time. Uh, my foot, the football life came on the NFL Network the other day, and it had Dan Marino on there. Dan Marino is my favorite athlete of all time. I'm going to get each of these gentlemen to give me their favorite athlete, but my favorite athlete of all time is Dan Marino. Um, I love Muhammad Ali. He's an iconic figure. Um, but I grew up in Miami. I did not get the chance to see Muhammad Ali fight. Uh, live. So I did get to watch when I was growing up Dan Marino. Um, to me, he was right. he is the greatest quarterback of all time. That's in my opinion. And until Dwayne Wade came along and gave the city of Miami three championships, Mr. Dan Marino was Mr. Miami. But for me, it's no, it's no debate. It's Dan Marino. So, going to start with you, Walter. Who's your favorite athlete of all time? Ooh. I'm going to – I wish I could do a 1A and a 1B, but you want favorite of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. Knowing because I hailed from Detroit, Michigan, it has to be the one – it has to be the only – the captain of the bad boys, Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Oh. Okay. I'll go with that. Zach? For me, I believe it, Magic Johnson. Well, you know, if I had to go with Miami, but I'm going to say I'm going to stick with Magic. I love watching Magic as a kid. Okay. Not a problem. Lou? Reggie Jackson. Mr. October. You got it. That's interesting. Wow. Did you like Show him with the A's or just as a Yankee? Did, just just as a Yankee or with the A's also? Well, I mean, that kind of hurt me when he, when he left for uh, Oakland, but I still respect him as a player. So, all around, you know, Reggie. Reggie Jackson was the was that era of John Carlos Stanton. He didn't hit for average, but he sure hit for home runs. 
that's that's it, the way that's he good. played so, back in. Back. Stanton's no Jackson. No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm not comparing. No way, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just looking at the average. Okay. That's pretty much how it was. Jackson's a much better okay. defensive player, of course. Stanton's just a he's just Paul. He's a Paul Bunyan like figure. He got mad holes right. in his swing. But he did great when he was with the Marlins. He hasn't done much since he was since he's become a Yankee. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay. That's true. That's true. All right, the NBA season, guys. Um, should they cancel this season? Just go ahead and just say, hey, you know what? We don't know what's going on. We don't know uh, when we'll be able to play again. Should they just go ahead and cancel the season and try to pick up next season? Zach, what's your opinion? Well, it all depends, of course, on what the experts, quote-unquote, the doctors, and the people that should know, you know, what they're saying. If they say, hey, in two weeks, I don't know, I guess are all clear or whatever. Me personally, I just shorten the season. Whoever would have been in right now in the playoffs, go from there. Cancel the season, just start the playoffs. You know, that's what I feel they should do. Blue, what you go from, you know, take it. Cancel the season. Okay. Blue, I think you're going to cancel all sports within the next two weeks, you know, because this thing is not going to go mm-hmm. away. So you're gonna, I think you should just cancel the whole, cancel everything, including the Olympics. Oh well, they're giving it a they're giving it a four week study to see. They got four I weeks to make right. that decision. They say, yeah, um, that's interesting. Walter, what you think? Should they, should the NBA just go ahead and cancel the season? Uh, I I agree, and I I think they need to cancel the season because not only the health experts are letting us know that we haven't reached the peak of this, and when you say reaching the peak, we don't know if this is going to be three days. This is going to be 30 days. Is this going to be the rest of the year? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But the other component and why I'm saying we need to cancel the season, or I'm sorry, the NBA needs to cancel the season, is the financial impact this is getting ready to have upon our country. I believe this is going to be unprecedented, and when I say unprecedented, in our era and our age and time. Certainly none of us were a part of the Great Depression. But if this comes anywhere remotely close to that, um, I don't know how you can move forward. I, I just don't. Um, unless you're going to give the games away for tickets for free. Um, who, who has that money? Even, even, the, even the billionaires and the ones you get the sweet boxes to, and who are you, who you going to get the purchases stuff? And you may say, well, some people are six-season ticket holders. Okay. Mm, but what about the rest of the people who are buying tickets? I, I don't know where this money's coming from. So uh, I, I like Adam, Adam Silver as a commissioner. I think he really has his pulse on what's going on in our country. And he's probably surrounding himself with a lot of uh, important, smart people who know more than him. And when he starts to see the financial this begins to get just a small taste of what the financial impact that it's getting ready to have on our country. Um, take, for example, the NBA League Pass. Um, mm-hmm. It is my understanding, you can correct me wrong, if I'm wrong, gentlemen. The NBA League Pass basically has you pay for the regular season. So, mm-hmm. what has, yeah. so what happens now when it's time for the playoffs? Where are you getting this? Where are these people getting their money from? To, to pay for this, 
So I would say or since or since the season's been canceled, I want my money for the rest of for the season <laughs> that has. I mean, for the parts of the games that hadn't played. No, I'm so serious. Right. I paid for four years. And I'm 19 games short, and there has been no mention from the NBA um, I have gotten from or email or anything saying that, hey, we're going to prorate the refund for the games that were not played. So I, I guess there's the optimism of they're going to try to play out the season. There was talk that maybe if they do resume in June that they're going to play out the season because they just don't want to jump back into the playoffs. But it's going to be really tough, I think, with the way things are going. I agree Ooh. with you with the economic structure. But not only that, the Mecca, the the media capital, although the Knicks are not in the playoffs and the Nets are not in the playoffs, it's been hit hard. I mean, the, the way everything is going as far as the coronavirus. And then L.A. has their own issues out there in California. So how do you, how do you work that in? You know, the team they closed the practice facilities now, so you can't practice. I don't we don't know when that's gonna be able to you know, they're gonna lift that in California. So you really got something more than basketball going on right now. I say cancel the season. That's just my opinion. Okay. I think they should cancel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean I don't know how they. How do you play? How how do you get these guys prepared when, you know, out of you you keep every day you you turn on something there's someone you know testing positive, so right. How do you play? Mm-hmm. How do you play? Uh, get ready to play a sporting event. I, I really don't see yeah. it because that March thirty first deadline that was given by a lot of people to schools to employers. Uh, leagues. I mean, realistically, I don't. We don't. According to the experts, that's not going to stop by March thirty first. So it's not going to slow down by well, March thirty first. They're they're expecting it to ramp up. Right. I guess what, it I mean, yeah, depends on the experts. And, and you guys put it right like that. March, right. We're at March twenty first right now, right? Twenty second. Uh, March twenty second. Yes. Mm-hmm. So twenty second. So tomorrow's the twenty third. So less than eight days, and basically they are saying to stay locked down now with people, for exception of essential personnel. They're, you right. know, here in New York, at least they're saying the expectation is people will stay on, you know, sheltered in for at least two weeks. Just the economic impact on that on the, the local small business owners. Um, and this is the reason why I think that this is a, a two-fold crisis from a health standpoint and an economic standpoint. I, I just don't see where that money is coming from. And and I think it would be just irres- not Well, there's just things uh, that you have to properly use money for because, you know, I understand players are saying that they're helping NBA staff members to pay their salaries. Well, you know, you have a lot of individuals that are furloughed who are now now getting unemployment. And here in New York, they're waiving this, the, the waiting period for seven days. So for you to that money, you know, these jobs are just not going to just reappear. I, I just don't see how the NBA or the NHL 
I, I know it's un, it's not something that's happened in our era, but we're looking at a real possibility of the season seasons either being seriously postponed until maybe January or canceled. I I think the NFL has a problem also. Yeah. I see all the free. I know the free agency signings. I know the NFL year is starting. I know people are really optimistic that it's a possibility that the NFL will start on time. But how? You know, there's and then even if it does, what will the NFL look like? Because the NFL greatly depends on that off-season OTA program, their off-season programs, those mini camps and yes. things like that, and that usually start in May. So, and to me, I don't see how that's possible. I really don't. And another thing, I want to ask you guys this. There's been a lot of free agent signings. There's a lot of things talked about in regards with money. If the NFL season doesn't start on time, do you are we expecting that contracts, those contracts may look a lot smaller than what's being offered now? Is of that course. a possibility? Why is nobody yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I'm curious about. Why is nobody saying that that hey, this is all pending that the NFL season starts on time and that, you know, with that the finances, you know, that everything, the TV money and everything goes through or that it's all operational on that the season is um, there's a full season. Nobody's saying that. Everybody's acting like, okay, come summer, everything is going to be good. It's going to be business as usual by September. No. That's my question. Why is it, why is it that being, you know, uh, talked about that, hey, like Todd Gurley, he just signed with the Falcons after being released by the Rams. And I'm like, right. they didn't even do a physical. How 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 that happened? And every, I mean, anybody who watches in the NFL knows Tarek Gurley has bad knees. Or well, and he, what I understand, though, they, the way they're doing it, you take a physical wherever you are, and uh, doctors often what I read, you take a for example, say if I sign right now with Miami, but I'm taking a physical here in mm-hmm. Atlanta, and then my doctor's mm-hmm. office would send them the information. But the thing with that is. My team doctor or my people not looking at it, so you can get your people to say whatever. You know, some people are saying, so that's not, you know, that wouldn't fly with me if I'm a team. I need my people to look at you. I know this is a different you know, sport. But go ahead, go ahead, Walter. Go ahead. You know, I, I'm a, I don't want to start a conspiracy, but I am of the opinion that ESPN and the NFL are working very closely together because – those first couple of days before they, you know, got to free agency and, and everything, ESPN had very little to anything to be able to report on. And they just kept yeah, losing their coverage over and over and over. And then when mm-hmm. the free agency kicked off and Brady signed, it was like they kept looping that over and over. And so my my point is, like you said, you can't really – give these real contractors for not taking physicals and and if you don't start on time that's even going to affect someone like an ESPN um, it sure where they can end up um, not being able to keep people on staff and, and right. anchors and everything this thing has a economical domino effect from the sports world aspect that if the NBA, sure. Now, if the NBA goes out of business, NHL not, uh, closes the season, NHL, NFL gets delayed. Now, that gives them that gives them talking material. 
right? You, you, mm-hmm. It's like yourself, Will, that because of the free agency, had you would have free agency been postponed from a talking material, now you have to really pull on your creative juices because you're, you know, you're, you have a podcast show within yourself. But now take the machine like ESPN and, and FS1. You know, I didn't see a couple of FS1 uh, talk shows not on this week because they didn't have material. So and I, I really think the NFL and ESPN are closely working together to try to keep themselves afloat. Mm-hmm. I agree. I could 1, be yeah, no, I agree with you, and I don't think it was just ESPN. I think FS1 jumped in, too, because you're right. They they pretty much had nothing. I mean, nobody really pretty much, and if you're doing a sports podcast, pretty much don't have much to talk about. You could talk about, oh, Tom Brady signing with the Buccaneers, or you could talk about Tarek Gurley leaving the Rams and things of that nature, or where would Jadavion Clowney sign, uh, the Chris Slade foolishness with Matt Patricia. You could talk about all that, and that's fine and hunky-dory, and that's, that's – that is a distraction and things of that nature. But my whole, my whole thing is with the way things look right now, I would be stunned if the NBA start. I mean, the NFL starts in September. I would be surprised. I'm sorry. I just and I'm not trying to be a doom and gloom person. It's just the way things look, man. That's going to be a tough sale because no matter what, the NFL is going to take two. It takes two months to get ready for the season. Two months. Right. So you're telling me by July, maybe June, things will start to get better. What's up, Derek? I'm going to wake up Derek in. How you doing, Derek? What's going on, gentlemen? I'm doing great. All right. Awesome. Welcome. Hey, what is your take on that? What is your take on on the uh, NFL starting on time and these contracts that are being signed that pretty much may not be paid if the NFL doesn't start on time? Uh, I actually agree with you, Will. I thought about that uh, the other day. You got training camp. You got physicals. You got new coaches who have still yet to really even meet for any of their new players. You got new system to install. You got new terminology to learn. People got to get in shape. You know what I mean? You got to build some halfway decent form of continuity. If you're the NFL and you're going to put a product out in front of anybody. So I'd be, I think they'd be lucky if they started around, you know what I mean? First of October, maybe the middle of October. Ooh. Think about it. Like he said, you got to get ready. Yeah, no, no, you know what I mean? You had a lot of staff turnover this year. You had a lot of new coaches. You got a whole ton right. of player movement, and they, you know, I mean, you got player movement with people who haven't even been in these buildings yet. So you don't really know what you get. You you getting the you getting the last year potential. That's what you get. Right. Exactly. And then, then, then you haven't even included go, the draft. Yeah. Well, well, draft is the draft is speculative anyway. So I mean, you know, that's all based upon what you think a guy can do. That there's no set right. set uh, okay. situation with that. But let me ask. Let me let me say this. You you mentioned that you could take the you could take your physical at a doctor's office and send it to the team physician. Chris Bosh, this isn't the NFL, but Chris Bosh tried that with the Miami Heat. And as much as Pat Riley loved Chris Bosh, he was like, I don't think so, buddy. Our doctor said no, you're not healthy. That's Pat Riley, right? True. 
I think that's professional sports, period. I was just going to say, I think that's just for anybody. You got so many. Think about as as strenuous as those tests were for Chris Bosh, imagine how much more they're going to be looking at. You're talking about football. You ain't talking about hoops. You know what I mean? When Mm -hmm. you run up and down the court with shorts on, you're talking about, you know what I mean, 30 car wrecks a game. Exactly. That's why I said – go ahead, go ahead, uh, Walter. I wanted to ask you and Derek a question. How mm-hmm. much of that had to play in with the health issues of if Chris Bosch, you know, because God forbid, you know, you end up having a Reggie Lewis. Oh, I'm trying to think of the mm-hmm. player who, right. who ended up dying. Lynn Bias. Lynn Bias. Lynn Bias. No, but Lynn Bias was okay. Right. Come on. He did it himself. No, no. But, so, but, no. But, uh, no, that sorry. was uh, oh yeah yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Hank. He did that to Hank himself. Okay, Hank, Hank Gavin is different. Yes. Okay, include okay. Lynn, Lynn Byers. And then you, and then you include Alonzo Mourning. So how much right. of that would you say <clears throat> that played a part with him not wanting to let Chris Bosh, unlike Tom Brady, there's you know there's no major life and death type situations, other than. You get what I'm saying? So, and because these, these these times that we're in are very, they're unprecedented. So it it's you know one of the things that I talked about in one of my YouTube videos is about overcoming crisis. Sometimes crisis will cause a business, cause an organization, cause an individual to not so much look at the problem, but look at the opportunity that the problem presents and how can you move forward from it. And so maybe Tampa was saying, yes, this is a problem. We're supposed to have them in front of our doctors, but the uh-huh. opportunity for us to be able to move forward with this is maybe just go ahead and go outside of the box. I'm, I'm curious. But to you know guys have got to realize also, though, it's totally different with, with Chris Boss. When you're talking about heart conditions and, and blood thinners, it's completely different from a broken bone, believe it or not. It's completely different. So there's no well, way in well, the world I would have allowed Chris Boss for what he have. What? To play either. It's totally different well, than playing healing from a broken bone. But I think I understand what he's saying. What he's saying is when, you know what I mean, because Chris Bosch was already a member of the Heat. Like, he wasn't, you know what I mean, like, they right. just getting Tom Brady. They don't know anything about his health per se. Chris Bosch was already a member of the Heat, and they had already gave him the money. Even though he mm-hmm. was already a member, they had their own doctors and all of that. You know what I mean? And then he didn't find yeah, but out remember, he it's had a they but thought what he I'm was over, is, and it came back up. It popped back up. No, the blood clots came yeah, back. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, even even after back. that, even after that, remember he he didn't he was doing fine because he had that episode when the banana boat crew went on vacation again, and that's when it became mm-hmm. worse. Now, if I'm Pat Riley or really anybody else, when you're looking at it now, we had him checked out ourselves, and this problem came up. So I think I understand what Walter is saying is, you're uh-huh. taking the risk now of giving this guy. Fifty million, and he'd assign his paperwork. Mm-hmm. And your team doctors haven't had a chance to look him over. Another doctor looked him over. Now, the doctor y'all right. agreed upon it, but y'all don't know how well Tom know that doctor. You don't. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? That's like that's your boy. Hey man, look, I need to pass this physical dog. I got, I got half, I got, you know what I mean? I got a half a meal for you. If you can go oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, the diff, I, I see what you're saying. True. So, oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, no, I agree you know with I mean? that. There, there's a risk. There's a risk in them doing it. But like Walter said, the risk, 
the the reward of it in their eyes probably outweighs the risk because you get Tom Brady. I mean, it's Tom Brady. I I agree. I agree with you, D. I think the risk is that the franchise look at the splash of signing Tom Brady. Right. What I'm thinking about, who I'm thinking about is Tar Gurley. Tar Gurley, uh-huh. whatever his health situation is, whatever that is, Atlanta Falcons have not put him through the rigors of a physical yet or through um, having their orthopedic person look at him yet. So that's what I'm saying. How can you say, okay, Tar Gurley is going to be able to help the Falcons when we don't – I honestly don't think Tar Gurley is going to pass a physical because – there's no way Sean McVay and the Rams shut him down for his own benefit. I don't believe coaches have that in them. I'm sorry. I just don't. All, they, they do what's best for the team. If he was able to help that football team last year, he would have got a lot more carries and had a lot more usage. But be, but, but because you, I don't know if you've been reading able. the papers here. They said that. He's not, fully, he's not fully healed, so I don't understand why they did it. But their thing is it's – High, um, um, what is it? A high risk or high reward, just in case it works it's, out. It's, 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 low. Yeah. it's low risk. It's low risk. Low you got to think about what they gave him. It's low they risk. They only gave him. Right. They gave him what? They gave him what? Six Half million. of what they paid Devontae Freeman to do the exact same exactly. thing, which was watch mm-hmm. on the bench. So, you know what I mean? Devontae is my guy. He's a Seminole, but after he got right. his money, he stayed on the sideline more than the coaches did. <laughs> So if I'm gonna pay you twelve million and I can try this guy out, but he might be a better back than you for six million. Hey, what do we really have to lose? Right. That's Ooh, that's a big at. if. Right. That's a big if, but it's a cheaper if. Right. You're right. Then paying it is cheaper, but it's it's huge. It is. What do you guys think about the situation between Chris Clay? I, Dick, I got to get your, your thoughts on this because Matt Patricia is a former Patriots assistant coach, yeah. and I don't know if that's some Bill Belichick mess that he he did with Chris Slay, but what is your thoughts about the Chris what Chris Slay uh, said about Matt Patricia and some things he did either through a, through a meeting or a film session? I, what is your thoughts about that? I am not surprised. I'm really not surprised at all. Think about it. Bill O'Brien is a Bill Belichick guy, and you've heard the story that came out about him and mm-hmm. him and uh, and and Hopkins this week. You know what I mean about how he right. referred to him like he referred to Aaron Hernandez, right. baby mamas, and all of that stuff. So, you know what I mean. And even with even with Tom Brady, it's it's kind of becoming public knowledge now that him and Bill didn't really get along too good the last three years. Because Bill wanted right. to treat him like he was just a guy, which is about the craziest mess I've ever heard. He can't be just a guy. I don't give a dang who you is. He can't be just a guy. He's Tom Brady. So, you know what I mean? Which, like, I'm not surprised by that. I think I think that the Patriot way works in New England. That's perhaps not going to work <laughs> everywhere. The only, it works, the only reason it works in right. New England is because you got so many rings People come there to get rings, so nobody's going to question it. In Detroit, bro, y'all right. ain't skipped the playoffs in forever. Ain't nobody trying to hear that crap. Right. But now, Derek, at the same Blue time, Washington. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay, you say I, – I, I see what you're saying. Trust me, I get it, right? But right. I, I, also, I also know some coaches believe if my star player, I'm supposed to be able to ride my star player the hardest, and he's supposed to be the hardest worker. Yeah. I can't – there's still no this, favor this to him. Now, it's this not like Jim Johnson who believes – Jimmy Johnson believes the opposite, but 
I say this all the time. This is the AAU generation. I keep saying that. These people do not like people to correct them in public. Don't yell at me. Don't do it. Just don't do it. If you do, I'm going to do like I do in high school. I'm going to transfer. I'm going to do like I do in college. I'm going to transfer. I'm going to have a fit. I'm going to tell my mama. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I say that all the time. Get up. I can't take it, huh? Yeah. It's the AAU generation, man. Whether the coach is right or not, if if I don't agree with it, we got a problem. Yeah. All all of us play all coaches coach. that were, you know what I mean, a little bit of a dick, but right. you know what I mean. He was the coach. You did what the coach said. Mm-hmm. And it was bad. Yeah. It was bad when I was in high school. Walter, I want to get your mm-hmm. thoughts on that. I want to get you to chime in. You know, I I, I listened to both those two scenarios on first take, and I agree with the Belichick thing. I think the common denominator is, you know, if you come in from the coach tree of Bill Belichick, the only one that I've seen that's sort of successful from under Belichick is Nick Saban, from what I can see. Um, But the other two, and even Josh Daniels, when he was with Denver, I don't believe that you can – you have to be able to – develop your own style of coaching and, and bring the rest of that and, spring, you know, use it accordingly. Um, but, you you know, I thought about it myself and I put myself in their, their shoes and I said, okay, you know, people have said worse things than that, what they said. Um, you know, it's – it's interesting in today's player because the first thing that made me think of was the teams that they were going to. So now what happens when the coach, you know, says something to you at the new team and you don't like that? You mean to tell me you're going to have an issue there and start having an well, issue? Um, can, I, can I answer, Walter? Sure. Okay. The only thing I would say to, tell, to that, Walter, is you brought up Nick Saban. The only difference between the rest of them guys that you just named and Nick Saban is Nick Saban wins. When you win, people listen to you. They don't care if they don't like it. Tom Brady stayed in New England a long time. It was very, very underpaid because he liked winning more than he liked how he felt about Bill Belichick. Now, now that he's got so much bread, it don't matter. Now he's like, hey, Bill, you know what I mean, (laughs) I'm ghost. But before then, he only cared about winning. His contract even said, I only care about winning. Now that he, you know what I mean, is kind of, I don't really give a damn either way because I'm Tom Brady on the go. Now he's out. So you can put a system like that in place, and people will run with it as long as you win. If Saban wasn't Mm -hmm. winning, it would be a whole different ball game. But Saban wins. Belichick wins. None of his other assistants win, and that's why they have a problem putting that kind of system in place because the wins, the results aren't aren't factoring in with what people have to give up to be playing for you. That's right. But, yeah. You know, yeah. I can't, see, I can't put Saban in the sorry, conversation sorry. because because he's coaching kids in NCAA because obviously he didn't want no part of the NFL. He ran back to college. So I can't put him in that. They ran him back to college. Jason. Jason Taylor ran him back to college. He wouldn't have – I'm going to tell you like this. Nick Saban would have been the Miami Dolphins head coach had he got Jason Taylor on his side. He couldn't get Jason. 
That was the Jason Taylor mm-hmm. was the face of the Miami Dolphins franchise. And when he alienated Jason, it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. It, it but, was but see, it. But see my, it didn't, Will, I heard he also alienated Zach Thomas because they said he tried to talk to Zach Thomas like he was a little boy in practice one day. Zach Thomas okay? is not Jason and, Taylor. Right, right. But I'm just saying, but still the point is, he did, and Jack Thomas like, oh, who, who, you know, they, I was, they, and I was shocked. They say he don't talk like that. He doesn't speak in that manner. But who do you think you're talking to? So you know, and so well, even then it was like both of those guys. They don't want to listen, but they're professional. You understand? Let me go back to college. But but it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. just not wanting to listen because Zach Thomas caught more flack from Jimmy Johnson and Dave Wanstead than he probably could have caught from Nick Saban. It was, it was right. who was giving him the instruction. It was the way it was delivered and from who it was coming from. I'm pretty sure he heard a lot worse from Dave Wanstead and Jimmy right. Johnson. I agree. But Jay, Jay, Jason Taylor said, hold up, partner. <laughs> we not, I'm not, you're not coming at me because I'm yeah. the face of the franchise. The face of the franchise deserves respect. Now, as much as Tom Brady, I listen to you, Derek, and say about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick wasn't stupid. He knew not to totally alienate Tom Brady, but he had to make an example out of Tom at times to let the other guys right. know, yeah, I can get on Tom also. That's different than the way Nick Saban approached Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor was okay. like, wait, you're coming from college. You're, you're coming from college. You're not coming at me that way. I respect you as a coach, but you're not coming at me that way. You're not going to do me like you did my brother-in-law. See, Zach Thomas is Jason Taylor's brother-in-law. So, Jason right, Taylor was exactly. like, no, 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 no. No, oh, okay, no, that, no you're not – yeah, you're not coming at me like that. And once he did that, that's when the locker right. room was like, shoot, you ain't going there, Jason. So, how are you going to try it, – it's just like any business, if you think about it. If you treat one employee different, no matter how great that employee is, everybody else see it. They'd be like, well, you letting him come in late. You letting him come in or leave whenever he feel like it. So why should I be on? Why should I adhere to your rules? Why should I adhere to you? No matter what quality or relationship you have with that employee, you still giving him favoritism. Well, Jason Taylor was busting his butt, and yet behold, you still trying to get on him for something that he may make one mistake out of hundred plays, and you trying to get on him for that. Oh, Jason was like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 partner. Yeah, we, no, you don't do not that. Going. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just like Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson said. Emmitt Smith will fall asleep in a meeting. He'll go wake Emmitt up. The backup running back falls asleep. He's cut the next day. <laughs> he cut him. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would like to add a No, you can't, you can't show favor to the Detroit situation, if I can. When you look at the Lions in terms of their culture of winning, um, it's been very little to none. And so I certainly understand Patricia's approach. Again, I don't necessarily agree with the methodology, but I understand in terms of you're trying to change a culture of losing. You know, I'm 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 a, a dedicated Detroit fan that wants the Lions banned from Thanksgiving. I want them banned from never ever playing on Thanksgiving. They they shouldn't know. Yeah, why? Well, because when when you look at the schedule when they play, you're like, when yeah, I know, <laughs> right? So, I think it's sarcastic, but, Walter. You, but the culture of losing has been so bad in Detroit. I yeah, do understand I the flip side of what Patricia was attempting to do. Um, I think Slade also, you know, just be truthful and say you wanted to you wanted to leave. You were tired of the losing culture. You wanted to, right. be, you know, you could have easily took the high high road and. 
you know, because the, the Lions were not good. Now, the situation with Houston, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with O'Brien for a minute. And you say Mm-mm. what? I'm gonna side I'm gonna side with O'Brien. Here's why. I am a very strong proponent, whether if you're black or white, particularly in our society as men. It's like we say, you tell the team, don't give the other team bulletin board for someone to come against you. If we as men, and I don't believe that that, that was a one-time scenario with this, with this baby mama stuff. Mm. If you start having a history yeah. of stuff going on, you're giving people bulletin board material to say, are you worth the headache? You know, and for for that statement, the Hernandez thing to be made, I said, whoa. You have to really look at that and say, look at the layers that Aaron Hernandez was involved in. And so that's just not a one-time occurrence with him. So what I'm saying is, did DeAndre Hopkins allow himself to be put in the scenario where there was so much bulletin board material that he said, after this season, you got to go. Mm. And and uh-huh. players, players, you, you know, we don't hear this in baseball that much. And we see how the NBA really tries their best with the the NBA player. But the NHL, you know, that the Aaron Hernandez thing, that's a hot topic. You know, you get someone that kind of starts getting in that Ray Rice discussion. Mm-hmm. And that stuff keeps coming up where you're being compared to Ray Rice. A team is going to say, yeah, I know you're my number one, and I know you're doing all of this, but you know what? We don't need that type of attention. And if we're going to get that type of attention from you, and you're going to but keep Walter, that see, up, well, I disagree with you, you. got to go. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, and I apologize. But they talked to several different players and other things like that. This man has never been in trouble. You've never heard until now. You've never heard him being in trouble or none of this baby mama stuff. No one, they, they even even Derek. I mean, which the quarterback was like, he was shocked. Where is this coming from? So I kind of disagree with you. This man has never been in that. And I see what you're saying to be compared to that. That is disgrace. And I was like, whoa. Okay, yeah. but you would have heard about it before. Before now, before then, I'm sure that would have something would have came out. All I'm going to say is, Mike, they used the word. It came out of his own mouth. He said the coach said Aaron Hernandez. And I said, wait right. a minute. You don't use, you don't say Ray Rice. You don't say Michael Vick. And those mm. types of negative scenarios, those are very no. damaging type statements for someone to reflect upon your character. And so when you give someone bulletin board material, ammunition to come at you that way, you 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 you're on thin ice. You 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 are slipping all over the place. And so, yes, Houston, Texas does have a history of being in the news about how they they mistreat, how they they have questionable ways of how they they treat and interact with their players because we saw with the owner doing the whole thing with the kneeling. Um, so mm-hmm. there's questions there, but he they made he said Aaron Hernandez, and I said, if someone said that about me, I said I, I if I really care about my character and if I really care about my integrity and if I care about my livelihood, I don't want someone putting that on labeling me like that. I don't. I got too much pride. 
Right. Anybody else? Um, he brings up interesting points. Zach, I like your counterpoint. Uh, Lou, Derek. I think I, I think I got to agree with Walter on that. I I would agree with Walter only, but only to a certain extent. And the reason why I mm-hmm. say that is this: if you look at that situation, I want everybody to take think about the Cam Newton situation. And I think mm-hmm. Cam Newton phrased it real well when he said mm-hmm. that. The team put it out like he was trying to get out of Carolina. Right. And he said that wasn't the case. He said that this was something that was forced on him. So just like he was able to tell you that and and people look at it, well, Cam might be lying. The player is always blamed for this stuff. And we all do some messed up stuff to these players to either drop their value or damage their character on the way out the door. So, I can't give Bill O'Brien a pass on this one. I feel like he might be right, or this just was a recurring issue because I'm 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 with Zach. One thing the NFL does not do if they gonna get rid of you, they ain't gonna cover mm-hmm. up for you. They gonna go and they're tell they gonna tell it because gonna it's gonna make you worse. It's, Derek, so and Derek, it's not only that. It, it, I'm sorry, it's not only that. You know the thing is too. I, I watched the Michael Irvin interview, right? Michael Irvin himself said out his own mouth, this man refused to say anything negative. He said, I don't want to get into that. I'm going to leave it that. If those were the words, he said it hurt him, but he's going to just leave it be, go on to his next team. See, you know what I'm saying? The man said, I refuse. Michael Irvin is one who kind of pushed the issue more than he did. That's why I'm taking more of his side than anything else. He said, I'm just going to leave it at that. If that's how he see, he's like, wow, this is what you're comparing him to. Michael Irvin. I don't understand what Walter's saying. Well, okay, I understand what Walter's yeah. saying about defending your character, but sometimes, you know what? The band is someone just let it be. I'm gone now. I, I played my years Mike here. Irvin. I the city. Goodbye. Mike Irvin pushed, <laughs> Mike Irvin pushed the agenda yeah. that he wanted to push, and that was to get a hot button, to get that hot button issue on first take. That's what that was about because DeAndre Hopkins never said a word about the situation. He uh, right. backed he, off. He, I'm going to disagree. He took the high road. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you, Walton, and I'm, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to disagree. I think that, first of all, labeling me something that your projection is doesn't make it so. That was Bill O'Brien's projection of DeAndre Hopkins, and mm-hmm. that doesn't make it so because that's just one – because according to what I've read, that's just one man's opinion. Every, from his college coach to his quarterback mm-hmm. currently, Thank that you. was his college quarterback, and his teammates, they didn't have that issue with DeAndre Hopkins. Now, if you want to he get rid of me, if you want to get rid of me because I'm going against your vision for the team and you don't want me challenging you, that's fine and hunky-dory. You had a right to do that because he is the general manager. Now, I got to say this about Bill O'Brien, though. Bill O'Brien didn't put that out there. This was a conversation between Michael Irvin and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins that Michael Irvin decided to share, I guess, with DeAndre Hopkins' blessing or whatever. But at the same time, I thought it was really weird. I was like, wait a second. All this come out now? I don't care about his baby mama stuff. There's plenty of professional athletes got baby mama situations going on. (laughs) Now, if that's a situation that's going on that's affecting your locker room, that should have stayed in the locker room. But, again, to Bill O'Brien's credit, Bill O'Brien didn't bring that out. Michael Irvin did. And DeAndre Hopkins took the high road. He was just like, I'm not going to down this dude. It is what it is. I have respect for him. But I can't agree with someone bringing up my personal life, and if it's truly not affecting the business. We don't know how much 
his baby mamas were around. And then that situation with Aaron Hernandez. Now, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, because I'm probably I was a little bit more of a hothead in my twenties. First of all, are you comparing me to so a killer? Because if you are, we <laughs> we would have some problems. You comparing me to a killer? Because we gonna have some problems right. in here. That's yeah, crazy. That is a problem. Now, I would compare myself to a killer. Can I make yeah. one final c- counterpoint before you move to your next point? You raise an ahead, interesting point that you raise an interesting mm-hmm. point that it wasn't Bill O'Brien who brought this up or the Houston, Texas. It was Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not to say Fox could not have jumped on it. This is not to say that Tiki and Tierney from CBS or Colin Hurt couldn't have came out with this. But Michael Irvin shared this. And so it, it, if DeAndre Hopkins really truly wanted to take the high road, I'm of the opinion that that really should not have been shared. I mean, not if you think it's a personal conversation. If I think but, I'm talking to you personally, all right, and you're going to keep my secret, you know, you don't, you know, and I really truly believe that. So why not? Well, I'm talking to you, you know, because there are times stuff like that happen. You think you're sharing something personal with somebody, and they, you know, you but, have to trust your faith the thing, someone. Though, if, if, if I come to Will as an athlete, and, and I begin to share things with him based upon his credibility, you know, and I'll use Stephen A. Smith for an example. When the news broke about Tom Brady and first take was going on their different spins about the Brady-Belichick thing, I'm quite sure all of us saw how uh, Robert Kraft got on the phone with him right quick. Now, he probably put his own spin yeah. to it. But how many people of that level, Colin, Skip, Stephen A, has that type of, they say, let me pick up the phone and talk to you in the middle of your show. Well, let me call you and give you my side of it so you can go back on the air. So if I turn around and share something with Will, and he takes it, when he know what I told him, look, this is just between me and you, and you take it upon yourself for your own agenda and start sharing this? Uh-huh. And that's well, the reason why I was saying the, it was the Aaron Hernandez. I got the baby mama stuff. And when I got Aaron Hernandez, not that you were a killer, what I got is you a person with a temper. Well, can I can I can I respond to Walter real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. The the only thing the only thing that I would say to that Walter is all of us all of us on this show watch a lot of sports talk and all of that stuff. And how many times do you hear this one particular phrase? Anonymous source, anonymous exit, mm-hmm. anonymous and anonymous death. You know why you hear that? Because these are private conversations that they want to get out. They want them to get out. They want them to say it. They just don't want to say it out of their own mouth. So just like the thing with Cam Newton, I'm going to go back to that again. Cam Newton didn't put out that he wanted to say it. Cam Newton didn't put out that he wanted out of Carolina. Carolina put that out. So my thing is, you saying that DeAndre should have took the high road, even if he told Michael Irv, the clubs do this same stuff all the time and nobody has a problem with it. So that's why I don't have a problem with it. Because clubs do this same stuff to players all the time. They literally do it all the time, but nobody calls the clubs on it because they're used to it. They're used to the clubs doing it to the players. They're used to the players just having to eat it. That's why it was so cool for everybody when Tom Brady was like, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to take it. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm not going to eat it. You know what I mean? The players, right. most of the time, they just have to bite the peel and take it because 
the establishment has made the rules, and either you follow my rules or you get out of my establishment. And players are getting to the point now where they like NBA players. NBA players don't follow the rules of the establishment. They make the rules themselves. Mm. NFL players are trying to get to that stance. They're going to have a harder time getting there. But this is the stuff like me. This is a perfect example of what I mean is the coach or whoever, even if it was Michael Irvin, said this is what happened. And immediately everybody turns around and looks at the, the player and like, well, if he's taking the high rule, why is he saying anything? Why he got to be quiet about something that he felt like was wrong? Right. He don't have to be quiet because I guarantee you when the, when the Texans release a statement, it's going to be crafted to create a narrative that they want mm-hmm. and that okay. fits them best. Yeah, but we know we talk about all this, DeAndre right? either. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead. But we're not mentioning the fact that they transferred, a, they traded a Lamborghini for a Toyota Corolla. That's my thing right there too. I'm like, what the? Are you serious? Are, what, yeah, what, what do you I think, think so? <laughs> got a Lam- it's personal. He traded a Lambo for a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, it was personal between him and uh, DeAndre Hopkins because that 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 made no foot that made no football sense whatsoever. David Johnson hadn't done nothing in about two years. Since he signed his big contract, you know, um, Derek, right. you brought up uh, Devontae Freeman, but <laughs> Dave Johnson ain't done anything in Arizona since he signed that big contract. And then now you got Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, and you got David Johnson. You got a plethora of backs, but who is he going to throw the ball to? Kenny Stills is fast as all outdoors, but he's inconsistent. Will Fuller is the same player. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is a difference maker. He's going to make Kyler Murray mm-hmm. great if there is an NFL season. I'm serious. He's gonna make Colin Murray look really good. So this was yeah. personal between those two men. You know, whatever the situation is, and I'm pretty sure it was a lot more he shared with Michael Irvin that Michael Irvin or that Michael Irvin didn't put out there. I'm pretty sure it was a lot of things going on between the two of them because it sounds personal. Because it doesn't make football sense. Why would you trade a top three wide receiver in a passing <laughs> league? Seriously. Good point. It just doesn't. It just it's makes it, it's personal between yeah it's well, just personal Will, between I have the a two question of them. For you. Right. Okay. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I got a personal question, which I heard the most idiotic thing. My 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 our Dolphins, the stupidity they want to trade mm-hmm. all three first picks for Burrow to move up to the first. I think that the dumbest. Oh my god, that's me. Yeah, that's I'm not, not doing, smart. You know, pray. You better pray that they don't do that. Me, that's what I am. I'm like, what do you think about? Why would you you trade? Man, come on. That's the same thing that because Hopkins like, uh, 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 trade. It depends on the unless you're trying to save money. The dog. Well, no, no, they're not trying to save money because they got plenty of cap space. The Dolphins looking at it like this: they, right. th- a lot of people are labeling Joe Burrow a can't miss guy, and this is a quarterback driven league. I'm sorry, you saw what Pat Mahomes can do. You saw what the difference Tom Brady can do. I don't care if Tom Brady threw the ball nine times a game; he usually completed all nine, and it was a difference in a ball game. You look at Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You look at um, guy. You look at Ben Roethlisberger. Even that guy, um, guys who make a difference at quarterback, they can put your team over the hump. Joe Burrow is supposed to be that guy according to yeah. all these experts. And I would say this: I would do it in a heartbeat. If he is that guy, and you say he's that guy, I would do it in a heartbeat. That that's the way but I look see, at it my- because this is a quarterback-driven league. But go ahead. No, uh, but I agree with two experts. Which they compare him to uh, Mitch, uh, what's Chicago's quarterback? Only one year body of work. Risky. Only no, one year no, body I, of work. That's not. 
That's not fair because Trubisky didn't play against nobody. Joe Burrow exactly. did his thing against against. Listen. Okay, go ahead. I, I he went. He went. He went. He went undefeated. He did, he went undefeated against like eight top ten teams. And like he made it look real good. Thanks for correcting me. Like, I didn't look at it like he that. Really, he looked really, okay. really, really good doing it. He looked like he was in command. Like he <laughs> looked like probably the most in command college quarterback I've seen in a while. Right. No problem. When you look at it from that aspect, then that's different. But yeah. I still say I'm not trading three first round picks. I'm, I, I, I wouldn't. I give you one in a second. I mean, you give you my first, my second, or my first, no, second, and the third. I'm, if if I'm Cincinnati and you try to take my hometown boy that can change my franchise, I'm not for to give him away. I'm gonna make you earn it. <laughs> you, you, I'm but sorry. Here's, that's, here's, it, here's, now, but here, but here's the thing. I I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I think I have to leverage it for mine because I know he doesn't want to play for you, and there's every indication he don't want to go to you anyway. So he might hold out and do. Hey, what do you say? I'll hold out. Just go back into next year's draft. What's is stupid on his part? And he he, so and, and he wouldn't do that. And, and he wouldn't do that because he's bluffing. John Elway made that same claim, and he ended up playing. <laughs> I'm just saying. He I don't see him doing that. He's already 24 years old. There's no way he's gonna right. go back into draft, Zach. I, I don't I don't think so. If he does, then he got more so conviction either. for not playing for Cincinnati than 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 his uh, conviction for playing in the NFL. But I think he wants to be a Miami Dolphin. I think the Dolphins could do it because they got the clout to do it. See, building through the draft just doesn't work for me. I just don't think you could. I think I think you can build through the draft, but you're not going to get immediate success. And as bad as the Dolphins have been, I want immediate success. This fan does. I can't speak for the rest of you, Miami Dolphins fans. I want it, I want you to win now. Go get me some. Go get me some more Van Noys. Go get me some more Byron Jones. Go get me some guys who have played in the league who have had some success. Mm-hmm. And I can depend on. Don't tell me nothing about no DeAndre Swift and no Joe Burrow or no uh, uh, Tua that's coming out of Alabama with all his injuries. Give me some NFL players with all that cap money you got, and then take a guy number one overall. You may be putting him in an Andrew Luck situation. Maybe I don't know because it's still the Dolphins still got to come together. But I mean, you build like a team with, with veteran guys. Yeah. But you build a team with, with veteran guys and, and guys that have played in the NFL. At least they know what to do. You build a team full of first, second, and third round picks with potential. Yeah. Yeah. Three more another three and thirteen season. Or seven and nine or whatever the Dolphins finished last year. Six and ten. Well, when you get a chance, I do have a, a question for the panel. Uh but I don't wanna keep you on I wanna keep you on topic if you have something else to go to. No, no, no. Go ahead. It is my understanding pretty much throughout the country that we are pretty much on a sheltered lockdown um, society right now for the exception of the central personnel. I don't, I don't hear any other states that stand differently from, from the major um, news reporting agencies. And so now I'm wondering, as much as the WWE has been saying that they want to have this WrestleMania, what, what are the probabilities – are they going to even be able to have Raw tomorrow night? And because if you end up having Raw, you're going against everything that the health experts are saying. If you, you know, you want to slam the the spring break kids down there and all the stuff that they uh-huh. were doing, 
and you want to turn around and gather past 10 people, because I'm quite sure their whole roster staff of Raw has got to be more than 10 people, mm-hmm. and you're going to turn around and go forward with your events and put more further people at risk, I, I, that's an interesting thing that I'm really looking at to see if they really make it to WrestleMania when they're telling the average American to stay in the house. You're, you're talking about wrestling, right? Yeah. You're talking about Vince McMahon? Yeah, yeah Mr. McMahon. When, when, when has he ever cared about those wrestlers? Um, That's my question. Never. <laughs> uh-huh. Never. So you Never. shocked that he would walk. You you shocked that even though it's an empty arena, he doesn't care about no risk. He don't care about those wrestlers. All he cares about is them performing. Obviously not. That's it, that's it. Yeah. So I'm not shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he had WrestleMania in the backyard of his house. I, I'm sorry. Vincent <laughs> man. Vince McMahon and uh, what's that guy's name that runs UFC? Dana White. Yeah, they they truly they truly they truly look at those athletes as expendable athletes, and and they do in other sports too. But they try to they try to sugarcoat it. In in the MMA and wrestling, they don't sugarcoat it. They let it be known. You're you're just a commodity. That's it. That's from everything you just said. That's the way I see it. Vince McMahon just say, okay, that's my commodity. I want y'all to get out there and entertain people. Right. And if you don't know what I'm about who will. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I mean, because I'm very interested to see if Raw's going to, if it's going to come on tomorrow night in light of can the I, with, you know. Go ahead. Can I make one point real quick? I'd I love to hear yeah, you say wrestling. Say wrestling one more time, Will. Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Is, that a Miami, is that a Miami sound? Thing? No, bro. That, I don't know. sound right there. That, 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 that's 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 country by the woods. They rap. They they hey. I'm on. I'm deep in the. I'm deep in the. I'm deep in the uh, outskirts of Atlanta, so that might have to do. But I don't, I don't care about. I don't care about wrestling. Wrestle. I don't care about wrestling or wrestle or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. No, but seriously, I, I used but to. Here's the thing. I used to watch that back in the gonna, day. I used to watch that. My thing is, uh, we as a people or the crowd themselves has to take accountability not to show up, even though he wants the crowd there, which is stupid. Okay, and he said that he's going to. I thought they were doing the arenas. Okay. Yeah, me too. I thought they were doing the arenas. Me too. But I thought it was empty so arenas. So I, I think the, this is where the government has to probably step in and say, "Hey, now nah, we having that." Okay, now, partner, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, you serious? The government, for example, the, the mayor of Atlanta, right? He he shut down the clubs and everything mm-hmm. else. Okay, mm-hmm. and if the only way to get mm-hmm. food is to dine out, so why can't wherever wherever they having this event, the authority step in and tell him, Nah, I'm sorry, it ain't gonna happen. Pop, you know, this is not gonna happen because that's not. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why it's not gonna happen because they feel like when this is over with. If, if if the Lord mm-hmm. let this be over with, we don't want Vince to take his money somewhere else because he pissed at us. Yeah, against our voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In, in so many words, that's what this is about. So, listen, have your event because we need you to stay in the city once this is over with. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm, just, I'm just fo- I'm focusing on tomorrow night because, of course, the lockdown in New York, 
starts at nine. I think eight nine o'clock tonight. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not too sure what the pulse is in other parts of the country, but for New York, it's basically everyone is supposed to be, except you, unless you're an essential personnel, bus drivers, healthcare, pharmacists, you know, people providing food, daycare. Unless you fall under that category, you should be in the house. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what type of messages is that same message in your areas being communicated? That because what, when eight o'clock tomorrow night let me, let me, on Raw, you're right. Perfect example. I'm, the first thing I'm going to say is, how is it that you guys are having the show? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I left my father's house last night at nine o one to get home. Right, and I live in Stone Mountain. He lives in Six. I mean Fairburn, which is Fulton County. And they have a curfew. A cop got behind me, and I was like, I know I ain't speed. What the Because I totally forgot. Right? He says, you know, son, you know, you're not supposed to be out. I said, oh, oh, good thing I had my my old Grady badge where I used to work at Grady Hospital. And he said, oh, where you headed? He said, oh, you, you're a nurse or something? I said, yes, I'm headed. I lied. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, I'm headed to work, which I just want to get home. Because I know once I get out of Fulton County, I'm okay. <laughs> there is no curve. And he said, oh, okay. He said, never mind. Said, okay, my bad. He said, go ahead. Have a good night, sir. And I said, no problem. And I moseyed on. So. Here's a, that's why I'm like you're right because certain counties here in Georgia they have and they adhere to they they, they you know they enforcing that custody. Just said it. That's sad. Yeah. It, it, it has to get to where they have to force people to be safe. Right. They got to force well, them to exactly. be safe. That's well. Can I that, that can I tell y'all? I uh, 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 can I tell y'all a stupid people story real quick? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Live, okay. No, this is a stupid people story. I live in, in, in Tallahassee right now, but you know what I mean? I, I, you know what I mean? I'm from Quincy. Now, nobody's supposed to be having a gathering. It's like Walter is fans. More than 10 people. Bro, I was on Facebook yesterday. they having a whole block party in Midway. It's like 200 people out here. But wow. talking about doing a with Martin Law. And just like Will just said, why they got to force you to be safe? How dumb are you? I'm telling you, why, why does the government yeah. have to tell you, hey, I want you to live? So mm-hmm. go home. That don't make sense to me. I'm no, no, no. Nah, and and people don't understand, I guess, working in hospitals, how you, how you can pass a, pass a virus or anything that quickly from a little brush. You, 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 you all see the movie, was it, was it Contagion or one of the movies, how quick it can spread? Yeah, right. like, you know, and it's serious. Break, yeah, but it's that serious, and people don't realize they're taking it's it as a joke. No, people are taking it as a it's joke. It's not serious enough. It's not serious yeah. enough. It's, it's serious to Walter. It's serious in Walter and Lou because they're living it right now. They're in right. Right. They're in New York. So it's serious to them. It's serious to the people in California. They're living it. To the people that live in all these other places besides the state of Washington, it's not real yet. It's, it's not real yet. And the, and the thing that nobody can seem to comprehend, and, and I well, even they realize it is real. for you. No, well, that, and I had to explain this no, to no, my employer no. because he said it's only – there's only 55 cases where we live out here in Bartow County. I say there's 55 okay. people that was tested. No, 55 deaths. Exactly. Is, is, no, 55 deaths. And I said, no, 55 <laughs> cases, three deaths. And I said, you, you, that's only the people that's been tested, dude. That's it. There's so right. many people that's around right. here that's carrying that. Not only that, they won't right. be. You could, tell, you could literally tell these people, hey, look. I think I was exposed to it due to the fact I work at a plant that somebody had it. They're not sure, and they were exposed. So the entire plant may have been exposed, and they say, well, you don't have any symptoms. Go home for 14 days. So we don't have to That's how they treat it. Yep. Right. You know, gentlemen, I just saw the the numbers from New York. 
So New York right now, because I have a TV on while we're, we're talking, New York right now, mm-hmm. before the, since the testing has begun, we're at 15,000 15, people who have basically been verified as having this virus. Suffolk County, where I live in, we're at um, a little under shy of 1,100. Nassau County is at 1,900. Why is that important? Before the testing began, Nassau County and Suffolk County, a little over two weeks ago, were both under 100. Hmm. And so I'm tying this all back to sports now. Wow. Uh, if you have so, the raw event tomorrow, mm-hmm. then how are you going to say well, you can have the NBA get their season started, you can get the NHL? How can you do this by May or June when you have them in – and this is being televised. For no, I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea. You know, that that's – it's everything, you know – Everything is very basically interconnected to the point of Adam Silver, you know, he said, okay, we'll get a, a group of players together and we'll do a charity thing. And I'm like, well, what happens? They get in contact with one of these guys from the WWE. Right. <laughs> and they, mm. they did have the virus and all of a sudden now they hit the virus. I, it, you know, it's just very interesting to see. Uh, and I'm quite sure the WWE ain't the only one that's doing this. They, there's probably some other organizations and businesses that's trying sure. to buck against the system. But right. if you're saying you want us to go back to a sense of normalcy, it's just really taking me out to see how you're going on national television tomorrow to promote Edge versus Walter? Randy Orton or whoever it is. I, Check this out. I, I, my I second want to job, com- I want to comment after you. Okay, at my second job, okay, well, I have none, right, but I was work, I've been working two jobs. Got fired from one. Now, my second one, because they, the, the, it, it's a hospital for kids with eating disorder, but they don't own the whole building. Because they can't control who comes in and out the building, this is what they did. But we were down to 12 patients anyway. They took all 12 patients, and they sent them to the hospital, our affiliation in North Carolina, okay, where they can't control the whole building. And here's the thing. Now, out of all the points we have, now, if you want a job, you can come to North Carolina. Granted, it's at your own expense. You have to find your own lodging and everything, but you have a job. That was their way, but we're not going to give you no money to move, no money for anything. If you want a job, you have to go to North Carolina because we can control yeah. that building. We can't control the building here in Georgia. And they shut it down. They shut it down. So, And, of course, I have my little boy. I can't just pick up and go. No. So, you know, technically, I'm out of job. So they, they, they're being serious. They not playing. They didn't play at all. They shut the, at least that, you know, our part, they moved the patients, they, tra- they chartered a bus, and moved them to North Carolina. So it's serious. Go ahead, D. Well, well I, I heard what Walter said, and I would, I, would say, I would say this to Walter and pretty much everybody else. When he said that people want to get back to a sense of normalcy, I'm going to tell you what the urgency is, Walter. Rich people ain't used to losing money. That's right. No. I'm serious. Rich people are not used to losing money. So that's not even about. See, what we call normalcy is being able to go to the store without a mask on. Mm-hmm. What they call normalcy right. is every month I get to look at my bank account and see how much it grew so I could buy my new island in Barbados. Right now they can't do that. Right. They don't know what is going on. So they're trying to hurry up and get the money moving. 
It's not about your health. It's not about anything else. The only thing is just like Will said, the only difference between Dana White and Vince McMahon and all these other owners is they don't hide the fact that they feel like you are a commodity. Listen, I need you to go <laughs> to go raffle. <laughs> That's what I need you to go do. Yeah. I need you to go raffle. I need you to go punch somebody and kick them because that's how my dollars get made. The other sports, the franchise, listen, that's why the NFL and the NBA, that's why they keep throwing all these tentative dates out. They keep throwing yeah, all exactly. these dates out because yeah. they're trying to tell everybody, listen, our money is not, we need to hurry up and get this done. Y'all need to do whatever y'all do, find the outbreak monkey. And I said with comedy, man, but let's listen, listen, let's all be real. This is about money. It's not about public safety. It's not about health. It's not about none of that. The average everyday American just want to be healthy when they go to the grocery store and come back. This is about millions and billions yeah. and trillionaires not being able to see they their portfolios grow. The stock market is messing up. You know what I mean? They grant you retirement money might not be eighty million now. Now it might only be fifty million. How's Lil Junior gonna make it off of fifty million dollars? You know what I mean? Like it's stuff like that that people are more concerned about. They're not concerned about our health. That's why we have to be smart and take care of our own selves. Like we me myself, I own a I own a, a daycare center. And I'm really frustrated with the whole system. Because I work in the one environment where germs spread like wildfire. One kid can come in right, with a nasty note, and it be all over the building by lunch. And they still want us to be open. And they close the schools, and they send all the children from the school to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. So Zach, Zach said that the guy called him essential personnel. If I'm essential personnel, I need to know where the money at. <laughs> having a moment right now. I agree. Where is the extra money yeah. for me to be a single person there? Because I have a newborn and three other children. I'm, I need to be home I, to make sure my own kids are safe. I, D, I thought about you when I heard schools were closing, and I said, well, dog, me that too. means that the kids that go to after-school programs, they probably going to transfer over to the daycare system, and I wonder mm-hmm. how that will affect you. But, Walter, you brought up something in regards to sponsors and stuff like that. Let me, let me uh, tell you something. I've been wrestling. Or wrestling with. <laughs> um, I got him, you know, I got him. I'm telling you, I got him. Um, <laughs> let, me tell you, let, me, let me tell you something that I've been debating with. They say, hey, uh-huh. people are home now. You need to put out more shows. You put out more podcasts because it'll get your, your it'll draw the right. interest. It'll, it'll actually give. It'll actually push your numbers up. And so okay. here, here was my response. And talk about what? What am I talking about? What What am I going to talk about? Uh, I, I I can't. I mean, there's no live sport going on right now. I can I can do all of my favorite player. I can do all greatest teams of all time. I can do all those shows. But right. eventually, that's gonna that's gonna run out because we're not gonna have sports for a while. Sports is not coming back no time soon. And I I even explained it this way. I said I don't expect sports to be back until September. And it's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't expect sports to be back till September. I don't expect any type of sports whatsoever until September, even if this thing slows down by July. I don't think it – I just don't think it will be back till then. And, and that's mm-hmm. even a push, in my opinion, be honest with you, because 
the way things look right now and the way people have these cavalier attitudes with the mania and UFC and then, like D said, with the NBA and the NFL so so adamant about giving people hope that there's going to be a season, I, I'm almost certain they will still put people in danger just to put on sporting events. Right. And that's, that's going to right. hurt people even more. And that would hurt people even more because, like he said, they don't want to lose no money. Boy, Carnival Cruise Line is losing big-time money. Mickey Harrison probably is, is in his house right now trying to figure out, okay, what can I tap into to make up this money? Because that's our billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lose on one end, but they're trying to figure out how can they make up money on another end. Maybe he may invest in a mass company. Maybe he may invest with another company and trying to help get medical supplies. I'm serious. That's how billionaires think. See, they don't see us as people. Yes. They see us as consumers. Mm-hmm. And that's really unfortunate, but that's the way they look at it. And it's so right, it's just sir. an unfortunate situation. It's so unfortunate, and it's the same way with sponsors. They look at how can they maximize their dollar the best way they can because guess what? Everybody's podcast should be doing well. Because people are home. Mm-hmm. Everybody's podcast should be doing well. Because my friends that are in this, that are in this with me, that I talk to on a, I ain't gonna say on a daily basis, but pretty regularly, all like, man, my numbers went up. Well, my numbers been up since 2020, so I, I, I can brag like that. But they have gone up in the last week because people are home. They're, they're looking for entertainment. They're looking for things to do. Mm. That's what I mean. Get, you get your Bible. You can be. You need some entertainment. That, uh, <laughs> they don't want to read the Bible. D, they do not want. People don't want right, to read right, the Bible. Right, right. They don't. They don't, they don't want to read the Bible because they don't want to hear the truth. People don't want to hear your the kids. truth. Uh-huh. Teach your kids how to cook and how to wash clothes while you're home. I'm trying to tell you. Have conversations with somebody. I, I, hey. When when this when this happened, my girl and I was in the store. I say, boy, a whole lot of people should have found out if they like each other. A whole lot of people. They get ready to find out I real soon right. if they like each other. <laughs> because you're right. Because if you don't I like them, if you don't like them, you gonna find out. Hey, Netflix and chill. You can usually go somewhere the next day. Not now. You are gonna be Netflix and live. Not now. Hey, go sleep in your car. Eat ten people in there. You all right? Go sleep out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. over here. It got real serious. Thank you guys. I really appreciate your time. Thank you everybody for taking the time to listen to the show. Hey, listen. What's important? Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe. We'll talk to you Amen. next week. Yeah. Good night. Good night, everyone.